Hi, I'm Simon Freethy, and welcome to Testing Tracks from Cyrus. On each podcast, I'll share with you some of the tracks we use to evaluate products during our development process. For whilst we can measure all sorts of performance parameters on the test bench, how the product plays music in the real world is the acid test. As well as being great pieces of music, to ensure that the enjoyment factor is still shining through, each track has a particular trait that acts as a good test for certain aspects of the system's performance. Each week I'll be joined by a special guest and each of us will pick three tracks. For rights reasons, the podcast only contains small clips of the music, but links to the tracks from all the major streaming services can be found on the info section of the podcast or on the Cyrus website. So my guest this week is Nick Clark. Now, Nick, I know you as the head of R&D at Arcam, but obviously now Arcam is part of the bigger, wider Harman group. I understand you do a bit more than that these days. Hi, Simon. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, since uh, what, the past three years, since Arcam was acquired by Harman, um, I've become responsible for the um, other electronics brands within the luxury audio portfolio. So that's... Um, Mark Levinson, JBL Synthesis, Lexicon, and you know um, a little bit of Revel because it's mainly a speaker brand. But uh, yeah, so quite they, a lot of work. So if those go wrong, you have got more people to throw throw rotten tomatoes at you now. <laughs> I don't know about rotten tomatoes, but uh, certainly I've got a great team, or should say, great teams in three locations: one in Cambridge one in Shelton, Connecticut, and one in uh, Northridge, um, which is on the west coast near LA. So you must be doing a lot of back and forth to the States now then? Uh, yes, although somewhat topically at the time of recording, <laughs> um, no one's really travelling anywhere at the moment, yeah. uh, which is on one side a welcome break, on the other side um, does make my job very difficult. All but those air miles burning a big hole in your pocket, of course. Well, <laughs> true, but, uh, you know, every cloud and all of that. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Now, um, I've uh, got a sneak preview of your tracks because you sent them through to me, just to, and I always do that with all my guests, just to make sure I haven't picked the same one, which, uh, which, which can happen. Um, now, Arcam is obviously known for its prowess in, in AV systems, so when, in, when your track listing was about to come through, I was half expecting a couple of movie soundtracks in there because I think some of those movie soundtracks are great you know mm. great pieces of of, of composition and, and good tests for music but no nothing a couple of uh, music icons which is great and a live uh, track again which I think is interesting and we'll talk more more about the use of live recordings in our business a bit later but were you tempted to put a movie soundtrack in there? Um, I was, and we do use movie soundtracks for demos and indeed list as part of the process. Um, but uh, one of the great ethoses of the company is that um, you know it's about music first because we all know what music sounds like. We all know what guitar sounds like. We all know what a piano sounds like. Hopefully not that many of us know what a cruise missile sounds like, <laughs> and certainly none of us should know what a car turning into a robot sounds like. Yeah. But if you've got the um, basics right, as in the music sounds right, it logically follows that a movie um, soundtrack will sound right as a result. Right, yeah. So do you, do you now get involved in much of the listening and the development process, or have you now got a sort of team that does that for you? 
Um, I'm still involved with it, granted not as much as I used to be back yeah. in my uh, dim and distant past, but um, yes, very much so. Okay, great. And when you're doing the AV stuff, what are your favourite movies? I mean, it's not part, that could be a whole other podcast actually, but just as a matter of interest, <laughs> what are your favourite movie clips that you use? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, you know, you've always got your go-tos like um, sort of Gladiator and so yeah. on and so forth. You know, great sound effects, great score. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be the first one you'd reach to. But uh, the other good thing is that movies are just getting better and better. Yes. You know, every time a new movie comes out, it's not because it's new, you know, but that's your new demo track because the quality, the work that's gone into it is improving every time. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it, that um, you know movies have become more of an audio experience, and the kind of the quality of the kit you have really does enhance your enjoyment of the whole film. I think. Oh, absolutely, and even it's the subtleties within the movies as well. You know, if you could, if it was possible that you played a movie like Gladiator, as we mentioned yeah. before, and took the music score out, you know, it doesn't affect the fighting sounds or the dialogue or whatever but it would just flatten the entire oh, yeah. movie and totally detract from the experience. Yeah, I mean, obviously the studios pay these very expensive composers mm. lots of money to create these great, great tracks and their whole point of them is designed to enhance the, the emotional experience and what mm. you're seeing yeah. on screen. And I used to, when I was a bit younger and my kids were a bit younger and I used to drag them along to the Bristol Hi-Fi show because it was always <laughs> over half term. But you could safely take them to one of the movie dem rooms and plonk them in there and go and pick them up about an hour later because yeah. they'd be stuck absolutely mesmerised by this movie and these fantastic soundtracks. Well, hopefully people were playing appropriate material. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and um, actually uh, a little, you know, slightly a little off, off, off tangent, but... Um, a good disc to recommend to people that we use an awful lot is the um, Hans Zimmer Live in Prague yes. concert. Yeah. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, yeah. you know. Um, you know, you've got all the movie soundtracks you know and love, well produced, and you know. It's, it, yeah, and I didn't realise he played so many different instruments. That man. Oh yeah, he's he's unbelievable. Incredible, talented. incredible talent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you haven't got it, go and get that disc. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Well, look, let's move on to listening to some of our music tracks that we've picked today. And just for the listeners' benefit, we're once again in the Cyrus demonstration room uh, using our uh, DAC XP and a couple of uh, Mono X300s. Uh, the speakers have changed since I was here last week. We're actually trying to upgrade or move on in our reference kit. Uh, we've had a few through here. We've got some Spender D9s in here at the moment. And I noticed some PMC IB2s that are being run in, and I suspect they'll be here next week. And I think there's another pair uh, coming the week after that. So, Nick, do you want to kick off with your um, first track? Um, it will be uh, Kate Bush, This Woman's Work, from the uh, Sensual World album. Every demonstration and listening playlist should have a great female vocal track. And in my humble opinion, there's not a lot greater than Kate Bush. The other main reason I chose this track is it's a fabulous demonstration piece. You cannot fail to be impressed by it on a good system. Yeah, fantastic. And are there particular bits you listen out for when you're, you're tuning your piece of kit or listening out, being critically listening to a system? Um, specifically the female vocals and also, you know, it starts off very gently and builds up and builds up. And you're obviously listening towards the end for the system 
how it's handling the simple parts and then going into the complex parts so you know you'll get a lot of demo tracks and demo systems that are very simple very clean yes. and yet you easy put some tests, easy yeah. tests <laughs> and look if you know at the end of the day we all enjoy different music yes. and if that's what you want to listen to and enjoy it that's that's fine but um, when we're critically listening to something it's not up to us what people are going to listen to on it so you need to be ha able to handle all sorts of material yeah okay great right so let's press play and get that one started So Nick, what did you think of that on on the Sarah's kit? Working very well, Simon. Um, you know, good uh, good spatial uh, imagery there. You know, Kate sounded like she was singing from the sound engineer right in the middle of front <laughs> of us. So uh, that was a bit disconcerting. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, really impressed. Yeah, Great no, stuff. I really like that track actually. There's, I see what you mean. I exactly understand what you mean about that complexity because towards the end you've got an awful lot going on a big dynamic range of, mm. of stuff coming through yeah and that's one of the reasons i chose the track you know you starts off gently so you've got that as you said the acid test the female vocal so you've already got that frame of reference in your head the track gets more and more complex as it goes on so that you know big crescendo at the end and yet you still on a good system still get the clarity of that female vocal despite all the complexity that's yeah. going on behind it yeah, no, great. The, the other thing I like about a track like this, especially with female vocal, is when you've got that delicate uh, singing and you can hear the, the movement of the lips quite often. You mm. can hear them pursing and, and yeah, intake of breath, breath is yeah. there. And to get that level of detail without straying over to harshness mm. is a real difficult balancing act, I think, exactly. on a lot of systems. So, you know, again, in my opinion, a great track for testing. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Yeah, no, really like that. Thank you very much, Nick. Now, moving on. Um, I also think that female vocal is a fantastic test. And following on last week, I had uh, Jeff Wells, who are Canadian distributor. Mm -hmm. So I picked a Canadian okay. uh, female artist. So this is Anne Bisson, All right. uh, who is a jazz singer with amazing smooth and beguiling tones is this, is this someone you've heard of before or listened to i've listened to a few but i'll be honest i'm not as familiar with her work so this is going to be exciting Do you listen to much jazz are you a big <laughs> yeah, this, uh... yeah, yeah, i've got another anti-jazz fan in the house oh, <laughs> yeah that's probably something we shouldn't touch on with some of my colleagues are big jazz fans and uh, we needle each other quite a lot about okay, it okay well i'll be really interested to see what you think of this i mean um she was a, a childhood sort of pianist prodigy in mm. Canada and then went on to be a TV star for about 20 years and then back in 2009 which is where this track comes from she, she did a sort of back to my roots and I'm going back to play the piano and, and play some jazz so this is this an album called Blue Mind and the track I'm going to play is um, Camilio. Uh it's an exceptionally well recorded album I think as most of these testing tracks usually are and it's quite simple the whole album is just three musicians, so it's Anne doing piano and, and vocal and some drums and a double bass. And what I like about this track is it's got real wow factor value because it starts with a sort of simple 
piano introduction and the listener sits there and thinks, okay, yeah, that sounds quite nice, I understand that. And then suddenly the vocal come on and it just and it just hits you right in this emotional core because it's such a wonderful, enchanting tone. So that, that initial impact is, again, what I look for. And it's interesting because whilst it's been mixed, the sound of the piano is in the background and, and she's in centre stage, um, I suspect it was recorded with her playing the piano at the same time because the timing of the interplay between the vocal and the piano is incredible. It's one of those kind of things which you... You, you probably wouldn't get if you weren't doing both instruments at the, you know, but playing the instrument and singing at the same time and that piano kind of really leaves you anticipating that next chord and that's the the other bit um, that I listen to and, and if you've got a system which isn't so good and is starting to smear some of that timing detail it really dilutes the emotional value of the track in my view so that's what I listen for so bizarrely you're looking at the the timing and the detail too but but really you're focusing on the emotional energy because that's that's what's coming through if, it, if it's doing it correctly okay sounds fascinating really looking forward to this okay excellent Walking down a crowded street It was hot, so hot and sticky So what do you think, Nick? Um, great, I totally got your point about the timing and why you're using it. Um, yeah, not my style of music, <laughs> but, uh, you know... I fully understand why we'd use that for a testing track. So yeah, that's that's going to be one in the collection from future. Yeah, all that emotional energy. And yeah. also th there's an emotional theme, and I won't give away the plot twist in the song mm. um, because the listeners can listen to the whole thing themselves. But uh, yeah, yeah, I find it, I still find it very very emotional. Listen, the other thing I quite like is there's the the drummer's clearly got one of those symbols that's got those little rivets on. on mm. Some of those chord hold fades. You know that just goes on and on and on. You can almost hear each individual rivet kind of, you know, jingling in its, yeah, in its that, socket. That was something that particularly struck me, you know, those points where, as you say, the drummer's just hitting that and uh, it's sort of the sustain is almost the rest of the track. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Good. Well, I'm glad you like that. I'm, mm. I'm sorry I haven't converted you 100% to jazz, but... Maybe we'll not, but I can recommend it to I've, my colleagues at least. I've who... knocked a rough corner off, maybe. <laughs> a small one. <laughs> Okay, great. Let's move on. So what's your uh, next track, Nick? Um, it's uh, Deja Vu by Roger Waters off his latest album, Is This the Life We Want? Um, classic Roger Waters, you know, lots of angst, um, very sort of down, um, but classically incredibly well recorded and produced, lots of micro details, and that's what we're looking for here. You know, there's lots of parts where there's little sound effects in the background, you know, little bits of people talking that you almost wouldn't notice if you were have noticed if you weren't listening for them. Right. So, you know, yeah, let's give it a spin.
So Simon, what did you uh, what did you make of that one then? Not uh, quite jazz. No, not quite jazz. I mean, but but I'm mean, really glad that you picked. So I mean, Kate Bush and Roger Waters or Stroke Pink Floyd, two mm. um, iconic and great. I'm a massive fan of both of those artists. So love listening to that. That track I have heard before because I think it was a single. So, um, well, okay, maybe it wasn't a single. Maybe it was the when the streaming bit came out. It yeah. was the one that they yeah. pushed first. Uh, so I really like that, but I've not really delved into much uh, into much detail of the of the album. But yeah, lots and lots of um, subtle sound effects and details. Very very high production values, as you would expect. You know, this guy's walks into a studio and, and the, the record company say, have what you want because they pretty much know it's going to be a hit, which is great, which means you've got the best. So, yeah, really, really liked a lot of that. Really liked his voice. You can you can hear he's getting older because mm. it sounds a <laughs> bit more strained and it doesn't quite have that, you know, richness. But he still can change that tone quite subtly to convey that emotion and... Yeah, system which this one is picking up those details mm. really helps that emotional content come through. Exactly, classic Waters. You know, <laughs> well produced. Um, you know, a bit like the old days of the Radio Chaos album, which you know at that time CD, vinyl, cassette were pretty much even Stevens, and there was a different mix for each medium. Plus, the singles had a radio mix as well. So right, you know yeah. that that attention to detail that comes from those little micro sound effects, the nuances in his voice. Um, yeah, always use that track. It's a great go-to one. Do you use that? Uh, is that a, a development track or a demo system? Honestly, that's more a development one oh, than yeah. a demo one because, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're really going to start listening to these kind of things, you know, especially tracks like this off concept albums, I find myself getting sucked into it and I end up just playing the whole album <laughs> if I yeah. put it on demo and... Uh, you know, that's probably not the best demo for the customers. Yes, yeah, and quite a depressing track as well, so you don't want to... Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, well, Sit again... everyone walk in, walk into your demo room and go, oh, God, I'm morbid. <laughs> as we said, classic Roger Waters. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. No, great, well, I think I'll definitely add that one to our to our list uh, that we use here, so I really like that. Thank you. No problem. Um, now, how are you with classical? Um, yep, love it. Let's okay. let's do it. Okay. I was I was expecting something from you on the classical front. <laughs> well, I like to kind of. I mean, I mean, I do so. People say to you, "What what music do you listen to?" I say, "Well, I listen to everything from AC/DC to Beethoven." You know? mm. So, I mean, I do have a really uh, wide range. Now, uh, this is a um, a track by a composer called Arvo Part. Have you heard of him? I'm afraid I don't. Okay, so he's an Estonian composer. Okay. Now, I first heard this track uh, at a prom, actually went to a prom, and I think it must have been about 2003, 2004, and it was the first time I heard this track, first time I actually heard anything by him as a composer. Uh, he's quite distinctive in his composing style, so he uses lots of silence in the middle of his pieces, which I really like, because that's an amazing test of a hi-fi system, because you've got all that sustain, and can you hear the blackness of the silence? Can you hear the room that it was recorded in? Uh, and um, the this piece in particular contains a lot of counter melodies with the with the various strings, and it gets, only gets quite urgent towards the end. So again, I'm listening out for how well I can distinguish those separate melodies without the whole piece sounding confusing, and yet it still 
it's separate but still a, a a whole piece of music so i think this was recorded in 1999 uh, by the gothenburg symphony orchestra <laughs> That was Tabula Rasa, is the name of the piece. Uh, that was the first movement. It's got two sections to it. What What do you think of that, Nick? Um, that was a great demonstration piece. I, again, totally got your point about when you were talking about the pauses. I thought, that's a bit odd. But you really got it. You got that sense of space that the, you know, the, it was a real concert performance by a symphony orchestra. Um, and, you know, you could almost put yourself in the in the venue with them yeah and i'd imagine it must be very difficult for the musicians yeah. you know knowing when to come in together <laughs> it, it's and an actually almost with those length of pauses i'd imagine it would be different anywhere that was performed you know, yes. the actual time that it would take to then all come back together yeah because you're listening aren't you for the you know that the, the notes get held at the end of each mm. set or phrase and you know you're waiting for that to die down i mean certainly when i was watching it live at the proms mm. it did look a bit of a nightmare for, for the performance because it's not like okay we're counting we're going to have four bars of silence we're counting it in no everyone stops and then they wait for the conductor and the first violinist to kind of lift their head up and then you know play yeah. that and it's almost note. a preempting of that because they see the move but they yeah. have to be yes. in yeah. position yeah. ready so to go everyone as well has to start exactly yeah. at the same time so again it's getting all of those starts in the right and place. again from a system point of view that's going to show up. a good system is going to show up any imperfections there yeah, yeah. so yeah you're listening for that first note yeah no great well i'm glad you enjoyed that now uh, let's so uh, let's talk a little bit about live yeah because uh, we use live tracks a lot here primarily because you know what you're listening to and you you know that there isn't a recording engineer sitting at the back you know mucking about with things you know it, it's been captured oh yeah there's a bit of mixing going on yeah. you know in post-production but essentially you've got something that you know what it's supposed to sound like and i'm presumably the same that's the same for, for you guys is it absolutely yes you know and um you know a lot of people when and i use live tracks for demos as well as listening to it you know playing live you know live tracks what the hell are you doing well that's the real essence of the the music that you're getting across you know some people say beauty's in the imperfection well there's a lot of beauty in this next track but that's how it really sounded that's how it was really performed and the job of any system be it from your company or mine is to get out of the way you know yeah. to convey that music to the to the listener yes so this you know, is bizarre. We promote ourselves as much as we possibly can to hope people will buy the kit, but actually, what we want when they get it home is for them not to notice it. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, to sort of lift the veil a little bit on the development process. You know, the theory says that any well-made amplifier should sound exactly the same. Well, I think one thing we can agree <laughs> on is that they don't. Yeah. So no matter how much we measure them, no matter how much we know, there's clearly some stuff we don't know, because otherwise we'd be able to measure for that. 
and differentiate between the products. Yeah, now I mean, I've got the guys in in here at the moment t testing out a new piece of kit, and uh, you know they're swapping over individual capacitors. And I was having this discussion with them. I say, look, you know there must be something you can measure. No, they measure the same. We could we can't measure the difference, but we can absolutely hear the difference. Yeah. And your guys are right. They the measurements they're doing, they probably they almost certainly don't measure differently. Yeah. But there's something we're not measuring. Yeah. Or you know, not suggesting any negligence, of course. <laughs> no, but there's something, you know, there's some parameter we're not net measuring that's at play here because they absolutely do sound different. Yeah. But you know, yeah. why is that? Now to your next track. Um, I was ashamed to say that I hadn't heard of this artist, and then my recording engineer says his his daughter's very much into them. So I felt a bit of a fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're we're both of that age, but. Um, no, as well as sort of effectively ending on a live track, I wanted to end up end up on something a little bit more upbeat. Um, you know, Panic at the Disco, nine in the afternoon. Um, like I say, I love the idea of live performances. I love going to concerts. Um, I think if I'd had a free choice in this one, I'd probably have picked a track from a Peter Gabriel concert I went to because after each performance, um, they gave you the option to sort of buy... You know, a recording of that performance oh, at ninety-six k wow. from the mixing desk. Uh, wow. So, you know, when you invited me, I thought, right, Salisbury Hill from that <laughs> night. Yeah, must you have know, been amazing. Yeah, that would have been a dead cert. But of course, it's not something that people can freely get because it's that specific track. Because I was there, I know exactly how it sounds. Yes. Um, so that podcast would only be relevant to the few thousand people who went. To the that, few to that thousand concert. people who went to Wembley that <laughs> night. Yes. Um, so, no, there's, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of beauty in this track. Um, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. Okay, great. Let's, let's give it a roll. Back to the place where we used to say, man, it feels good to feel this way. Now I know what I need. Back to the street, back to the place, back to the Hopefully you uh, now that, understand something of what your sound engineer's daughter enjoys. Yes. Now that's um, I have to say that's a really impressive test of a hi-fi system because mm. when you sent the track listings through, I thought well, I'll have a quick listen to those. I think I was in the car, um, but I, I kind of listened to it. And I thought, oh, okay, let's. I, I wonder what Nick sees about that. But it's now going to be utterly flat in a car. Yeah. And now playing it on here, yeah, the whole thing comes to life. Yeah, I absolutely get the. The, the the errors, the slight discordance, the you know the harmony not quite there, but that's all part of that, you know, emotional. We're doing it live and we're going for it, and you know that that's it, and that's one of the reasons I chose this particular track. You know, there's a lot of live recordings where they suffer a little bit of, should we say, post processing afterwards, and yeah. in contrast to all the other tracks we've listened to, which are all, you know, not that Panic at the Disco aren't, but they're all incredibly professional musicians that have been produced to within an inch of perfection whereas that's a very raw live experience with as you say all the little errors and discordancies and a good system will expose every single one of them yeah. and that's what you're listening for yeah but it gives it that sense of uh 
you know, realism and therefore mm. makes it more more enjoyable, more hanging together. It's, it reminds yeah. me a bit of some of those, uh, you know, some of the Rolling Stones tracks mm. that we've used in the past where essentially they've just stuck a mic in the middle of the room and they've kind of jammed a bit. Yeah. And it's not all, you know, the timing goes a bit sometimes, sometimes they hit a bum note, but it's mm. all in there because it's, it's about... Yeah, the vibe no, they're creating. Yeah. There's no going. Oh, I'm in, you know, in the middle of that bar. I hit a bum mm -hmm. note. Can yeah. I just go back and do it again? It was yeah. no. That was the one take. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. And then yeah, and the live stuff comes across like that. No, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed Excellent. that piece. And I wasn't expecting to. So that's what was so great about it. Well, it's good that we've educated each other <laughs> yeah. to some small degree. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Right now, moving on. Uh, one last track, which I've got to share with to you with you. Uh, it's a track called Sound and Colour by a group called Alabama Shakes. I'm you know, familiar with it, you yes. You are familiar with it, okay. So it's interesting. Well, it must be one that's uh, done the hi-fi circles because I first got introduced to this track uh, by a chap called David Stephen, who's the MD down at uh, DCS, which is only I about know 50, David. Yeah. 50 miles away from here. And uh, I was uh, on a quick factory visit and he was showing me his demo room and this is the track that he picked and I'd not heard of mm. it before or them uh and they're obviously from alabama <laughs> well, <type's laughs> and what i what i love about this track is it's the complexity in the range of instruments mm. you know kind of kicks off with a glockenspiel sample and you kind of think well what's this track going to sound like and then you get this i mean they're supposed to be a blues band but you know, I wouldn't really call this as blues. I mean, you get this, what I would say, sort of indie-type drum, bass mm. drum kicking in. And you can really hear, because it's really well recorded, you can really hear that, that beater actually smacking into mm. the, to the bass drum, which is great. And really interesting vocal. Indeed, I think, uh, you know, just thinking it through and going back through my memories as we were playing that, uh, that's transported me back to a hi-fi <laughs> show or two. So, uh, no, really impressive on this system. You could uh, you could tell that as a track that, you know, if you had a system that was tending towards harshness, you were going to get into that level where you just want to turn it down, yes. which is not how it should be. Yeah, no, and that coped with that really, really well. So, and it's the first time I've heard that track on these speakers, which mm. was interesting, so... Yeah, great. I, well, I'm glad you, in, well, I was going to say I enjoyed that, but I was hoping <laughs> that I might be able to pull one out that you hadn't heard before, but never mind. I'm, well, well, the Avro, sorry, Arvo uh, parts yeah. um, was one of those. So Okay, excellent. Great. Well, look, Nick, thank you very much for uh, coming in and spending some this morning chatting away. Really, really enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed some of the, the tracks that we put. Played. Absolutely. It's been a complete pleasure thank you very much good great okay thank you very much uh, for listening everybody and as we have said before if you want more details on those tracks at the bottom of the podcast or on the cyrus website see you again next time <laughs>